0: So I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, three a weeks, month of Sundays. a month, many Sundays, <laughs> any given Sunday, any
1: given Sunday.
0: Um, I don't. I've never. I've never seen that movie.
1: Uh oh! I thought it was a band.
0: No, it's a movie about.
1: There's a band. Football. Yeah, you're right. But there's a band called Is It Everyday Sunday?
0: Taking Back Sunday. Taking
1: Back Sunday. Yeah,
0: I've never listened to that band. I don't know what they sound like. Do I feel maybe like they're punk. Yeah, that sounds right. I
1: feel like I did. I listen imagine to them.
0: That they sound like Nickelback.
1: Oh, I don't know. I went through a punk phase. Sure. As one does.
0: Like the Reliant K-style punk. Uh,
1: yeah, but some others too. It was just popular at yeah. that time.
0: Like the yellow card. Yeah, yeah, that era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well... <laughs> well, there's that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that conversation took a turn. I mean,
0: let's just be real here. We've been <laughs> having some technical difficulties. We've recorded
1: this intro three times. This is
0: our third time. Uh <laughs> fine. And... This time we're going to do it. So I want to ask you about your brother's wedding.
1: Yes. One of the many things that has happened to me in the last few weeks is that I went to my brother's wedding. Yeah,
0: And congratulations. That's really it cool. It was
1: delightful. I No one really prepared me. My brother is my only right. sibling. And no one fully prepared me for the emotional rigor of oh, yeah. your only sibling's wedding. Especially when you're both adults. Well, so especially, I kind of thought, you guys
0: are close. Yes.
1: But I think I thought, well, we're both adults here. It didn't matter. No,
0: that doesn't matter at all. <laughs> it
1: didn't matter at all. Um, it was beautiful. Um, I cried a couple times. Good. Kept it together, though. <laughs> I kept, you know what? I kept it together the whole day of until I saw my parents. So all the bridesmaids were like lined up, and my parents, my brother was walking my mom down with my dad behind him, and mm-hmm. they were lined up. And I started to yep. weep. There it is. And I was weeping partly because I was envious. Because, mm-hmm. like, it was the three of them together. And I was all by myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I want to be there. And then, also, he just looked so grown up. Like, mm-hmm. William you know, I So, I started to, like, openly cry and my dad saw me, and so then my dad began to mm-hmm. openly cry, and then my mom was like, what is happening? Like, oh, through <laughs> so the aisle." So it was very sweet. Uh, and then my brother and I made eye contact when I walked down the aisle, and that was sweet and special. Um, so it was lovely. They wanted, in my brother's words, a, I think he said, a sacramental service, and it was very mm-hmm. sweet, and then a dance party for the reception, and it very much was. Mm-hmm. Uh, my poor parents liked to dance, but they quickly realized, in their words, this was not an old people wedding. Like, <laughs> yeah, this was a, So there were there were no songs they could really they could really get down to.
0: I don't know. Like I watched my grandmother at my cousin's wedding a couple years ago dance with a glow stick to "Get Low" by Lil John and the East Side Boys.
1: <sighs> Your grandma's a meme she's a youtube sensation uh, honestly she she, she <laughs> should, should, should be, be. Should be a YouTube um sensation.
0: i will treasure that video forever she it's like this is a filthy song and she's just like dancing with this glow stick shaking it around at think... one point she like passes it between her legs <laughs> like that was her favorite move she'd be like look and then she would like
1: whose mom is this <laughs> my
0: dad's mom oh
1: my gosh yeah. do you think it's there is good. something that comes with though like Surely past 80, you just don't give a care anymore.
0: Yeah. like Oh, definitely. Like, you know
1: what I mean? Mm -hmm. 60, you've still got to care a little bit, Mm -hmm. I think. Like, some sense of decorum. Now, her dad was a big... Like, you could just tell Mm. their family was, like, really into that. The Butterworths are not as much. Um, My brother had vetoed the...
0: The various slides. Yes, the
1: slides, the shuffles, Mm -hmm. as it were. Um, But he added them... I think at the suggestion of his friend who is the DJ, he added a couple back that week and he was a little bummed about it. And mm-hmm. then I was like, No, no. Yeah. People like me need the Cupid Shuffle.
0: And people love the Cha Cha slide. They do.
1: And look, I think he had both. I think those are the two he had. Cupid right Shuffle. Foot, let's stop. <laughs> And look, I still struggle. I need you to understand. I still struggle even with that. I have no rhythm at all. And so
0: you need someone saying, everybody clap your hands. And then
1: I still clap off beat. Okay? So you need to understand. (laughs) But it is something that I knew I could do and I didn't want to be because, again, I'm the only sibling. She came from a family. She comes from a family of, like, five. I didn't want to look like the party pooper sister. I get it. And so I told Chad, I was like, thank you for adding the Cupid Shuffle back. And sure enough, like, I danced the Cupid Shuffle and then whatever, I think, Don't Stop Believe in was next. And oh, sure. To which I just sang along happily. I love that song. No irony. And, um, and then he, he like, his eyes, he was like, you're on the dance. Like, he was truly shocked. Oh. And I was like, this is what happened. You need the Cupid Shuffle. You just need, just have one.
0: Just one. Okay. For, the,
1: for the party poopers, like, for me and I Jordan, won't. who will be at your wedding and yeah. will be sitting there like, there's nothing for us to I'm do gonna, here.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose one.
1: <laughs> yeah, pick one. I'm gonna
0: pick one <laughs> to get Annie Jones on dance <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
1: exactly right. <laughs>
0: Welcome to episode 231 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I don't know, the world seems bleak, but I'm here.
1: <laughs> and I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia.
0: I just want to be very upfront that we are recording out of order this week, and yep, it's all very confusing. We've
1: had technical difficulties. We've had technical
0: difficulties. Everything's Everything's going wrong.
1: I might be jet-lagged. It's hard to say.
0: It's hard to say. Um, and I'm just, like, dealing with some stuff <laughs> So um, at, at home and and abroad. Um, so... Th-
1: so this is going to be fun. This is
0: going to be great. Um, welcome to 2019's June Reading Recap. <laughs> we made it.
1: We made it. Halfway. Oh, oh we're <laughs> oh, halfway there. Oh, my goodness. And we are living on prayer. We are on living a on a prayer.
0: Um, and, uh... For someone who, is
1: this a second journey reference already. Yeah. Wow. Good. No, God. that's
0: that's Bon Jovi. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love Bon Jovi. You would. He's handsome. He's very
0: <laughs> handsome. I will give you that. He is definitely handsome. I don't hate Bon Jovi. I don't know why. Who I'm, does? I don't know why I'm playing like ugh Bon Jovi. But no, I I don't mind Bon Jovi at all. But I was gonna say for someone who. Was out of the country for a week. You sure seem to have read a whole lot. I
1: made this list today and I was like, oh my. Like, yeah. this is unusual. I listened to some books okay. this month and I think that's where it comes in.
0: And good for you. I think that's great.
1: Thanks. Um,
0: I think I'm going to pick up audiobooks in the next week, Do I think. Do it,
1: leave, leave bleh, bleh, bleh. I, I
0: love Libro FM. Libro FM. I need to see what's available because... They just
1: released their July ARCs.
0: I saw that. ARLs. I have that email. Um... But I have this great schedule right now where I am home alone and doing nothing all day.
1: (laughs) That's a great schedule. And I
0: really should be like doing some writing work, but I'm still kind of recovering from grad school. Yeah. And so I've been like listening to music and playing video games and I could be listening to audiobooks and playing video games and just doubling up.
1: I'm not going to lie to you. I listened because planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. It is hard for me to listen. My commute is non-existent. Mm-hmm. Your commute every two every weeks. Every two weeks. <laughs> Otherwise,
0: fine. I don't get in my car anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll talk about this, but audiobooks can be difficult for me. Yeah. But
0: um. But anyway, let's let's launch in. Yeah,
1: because there are a lot. There
0: remember. are a lot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to try to limit you to two and a half minutes I'm ready. per book. Okay. Um. So let's start at the very beginning.
1: A very good place with, to start.
0: This is a great title. And I know what this book is about, but it also just describes life. our lives in general. Um, but burnout.
1: Um, This book is a life changer. And I feel like I don't use that term often, so you can believe me. <laughs> you can trust me. Um, I read this book on the recommendation of Laura Tremaine, who um, posts to Instagram her book reviews occasionally, mm-hmm. but I've been following her for years. Um, And... She posted about burnout. I immediately hated the cover. It's some kind of pink situation. Yeah. Um, But it is specifically about stress and the stress cycle for women. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, Jordan read, I'm using air quotes, this book right alongside me, meaning I (laughs) would leave the book around and he would pick it up. And so he also found it to be interesting. I certainly think there are things here that apply Mm -hmm. to both... um, Men and women, and
0: that's the thing. Like, just because it's about women, doesn't mean men can't read it, right? Or shouldn't or read shouldn't it.
1: read it. But that being said, I do think some of the things here certainly apply, yeah. specifically to women, of course, um, and whatever that term encompasses. But mostly, as an entrepreneur that that it encounters stress often, mm-hmm. it was groundbreaking information to me that there is something called the stress cycle mm-hmm. and that it is something I should be completing on a daily basis. And I probably wasn't.
0: That's really interesting.
1: It was fascinating. Um, to me, there were two major takeaways. The stuff about the stress cycle and that we, like our ancestors, do fight or flight right. frequently during our days. Um, we have added one called Freeze. Mm. And she, uh, really they, it's um, two sisters who wrote this book, um, they are suggesting that... After fight or flight, our ancestors did things. Like they celebrated or they killed the animal or whatever. And we don't. We Mm -hmm. sit in front of our TVs and watch Netflix. That is how I complete the stress cycle. And interestingly, that's not actually completing the stress cycle.
0: Interesting.
1: (laughs) Funny how that works. So anyway, so to me, the first takeaway was you need to be completing the stress cycle. And that could mean through movement, through Mm -hmm. affection, through... I think laughter was one. Mm -hmm. Anyway, really interesting. And then there was a whole other component, um, and we know how I feel about Jane Eyre, but (laughs) there was a whole other component about the mad woman in your attic. Oh, yeah. And this is where I think it would most, I do feel like, like Jordan read it, and I think it did resonate more deeply with me. Um, Now, it felt a little woo-woo at first. Like I was a little bit like, what? Every person Mm. doesn't have a mad woman in their attic. I roll here. It's, then a, I, it's
0: a broad it, metaphor. Yes. Yeah. But
1: then I started to think about it more deeply and think about the voice in my head that after we record this podcast, I will think, what well, did I do that right? Mm. What did I do? etc." Anyway, so she, they are talking about kind of that and how women can kind of use that voice in mm-hmm. their head to their benefit.
0: There's a really similar piece called The Watcher at the Gates by Gail Godwin, and it's specifically about writing anxiety.
1: Yes. sounds um, That sounds super similar. It is, it
0: is exactly the same concept. Okay. Everything you just described. Okay, um, And it's about, like, you have this watcher. And, like, yes. for me, it's a watcher. And for, for you, it might be this other thing. Yes. And, like, you need to learn how to listen to the voice and put it away when you need to. Yes.
1: And how it's still useful sometimes. Right.
0: It can be useful. Okay. But not always good.
1: Yes. So th- that was kind of what the second half of the book was about i will say this too if you typically shy away from like nonfiction like this mm-hmm. that does kind of get super sciency mm-hmm. at the end of each chapter there's two long didn't read sections awesome with like 10 sentences of what the book was the, what that chapter that. was about
0: that and that's the internet influencing the way that we compose yes and that's really interesting yeah to
1: me. um i also think it could be a really good audiobook because i think it would listen like a podcast interesting yeah so excellent can't speak highly enough about awesome this
0: um we can go quick on the next one because yeah. there's a whole po- podcast about it. There's a whole episode. Um, but Their Eyes Are Watching God.
1: I'm just so glad I read this I'm book.
0: so glad you read this um,
1: book. It ha- did, have you read this? Yes. Okay. So I, for whatever reason, did not encounter this one in school. And I think sometimes we've talked about many times on this yeah. podcast. If we don't get these in school, we don't get them ever. And so it was really a gift Mm -hmm. to be able to read this one for the first time and to get to discuss it with Hunter and Emily was outstanding Um, the writing in this book is just incredibly powerful and now I understand I think I mentioned this on that episode There's like a list out there, probably Buzzfeed or somebody did it, where it names a book for every state. Mm -hmm. So if you're from that state, you should read this book. Yeah, yeah. And Florida's is their eyes were watching God, and now I totally understand it. It's a
0: gorgeous book.
1: It's that's right. That's the best adjective. It it
0: really is. It's it's lyrical. It's poetic. It's beautiful. It's heartbreaking.
1: And Um, I'd like to say say too. Yeah, and I'd like to say too that it is. um, I think we talked about this on the podcast. You can listen to this one and I think it'd make an awesome I think it would too but it also once you get the rhythm of it is not a hard book Mm -hmm. so if you've been putting it off just because classics are sometimes daunting to folks um this one really once you get the rhythm of the language Mm -hmm. and the dialogue Mm -hmm. it is easy reading yeah like it is a story
0: no and what I like about Hurston's styling in general is that like she uses um southern black dialect for the character's dialogue mm-hmm. and then doesn't and then elsewhere. Nowhere else. um, and I think there's something so interesting mm-hmm. on a craft level about that because she's a genius. Yeah. Um, she was a genius. Yeah. And she's writing in the 20s, right? But like writing about things that are very relevant a hundred oh, years yeah. later. Yeah. Um, and I just think she's a completely fascinating person. So really glad you guys read that one. Yeah, loved and I'm it. glad everybody, everybody was on the same page about it. They loved it. Um, let's talk about The Unhoneymooners.
1: This is a book, this was my book club book for the month. Um, we wanted to go light and fun because a lot mm. of us are busy in the summer. Um, I had never read anything by Christina Lauren, so I was appalled to discover, pleasantly appalled, to discover that they're two people. So they co-wrote this book. Mm. And I think that that is so interesting. It is. Um, so I loved that aspect of it because I, I honestly cannot imagine two people writing a coherent just i yeah. just can't That is above my pay grade. Uh,
0: Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett.
1: Yeah, I can't fathom it. Like, I cannot fathom the talent that it takes to be able yeah. to co-write something together. Anyway, um, The Unhoneymooners is exactly how it sounds. Like, very fun. It's mm-hmm. got this cover that's super recognizable on Instagram. Yeah, my, I, I can see it. My friend who loves Hallmark movies felt like this had even less depth than a Hallmark film. <laughs> I'm going to disagree a little bit. Like, I just... Enjoyed it as a rom com. However, not all rom coms are created equal. Correct. Some have heft and depth. Those are my personal favorites. Some don't.
0: And some are just fun. And
1: some are just fun. This is just fun, right? Um, if you are looking for something to fly through this summer, I loved reading this because I read it before my brother's wedding, mm-hmm. so it felt kind of fun. Yeah. The, the you know it starts at a wedding. Um, basically, the maid of honor who's the sister of the bride and the brother of the groom, of course, wind up going on the honeymoon Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. um, because their siblings cannot go. Chaos ensues. Chaos ensues. Anyway, (laughs) I I thoroughly enjoyed it, but just go into it knowing it's light and fun. Yeah.
0: Um, The next one is Heartburn. Which one was this? This is Nora Ephron. Oh, yes.
1: So I picked this one up at Books Are Magic. I was looking i like to buy books set in the city where i am right. um i love
0: that that's so charming
1: so i well it feels like otherwise i can buy a book. jordan's always like own a bookstore. i know I think, so. <laughs> um, I, just,
0: I, I think it's a really great so tradition.
1: yeah so i bought this one but i was torn right there was another new york i mean obviously you could pick Any from a bajillion york, yeah. yeah um but this one had a really great shelf talker and so <laughs> i picked up uh picked up Heartburn. Did not read it while I was there. Picked it up after, which also was kind of fun because then I kind of got transported back to that vacation or that mm-hmm. weekend. Um, Hunter, shelf by shelf, kind of hinted that I wouldn't love this one. I was pleasantly surprised then when I did. So there are some things about this book that certainly reflect a time. Mm-hmm. So I want you to go into it if you read it, knowing there are some things that probably are problematic. Like mm. there's some terms she uses that are outdated and some things that you might not love. Mm. However, I love kind of sort of reading an author's origin story. Yeah. Meaning I am one of like the few, the proud that loved Ghost Set a Watchman. Sure. Um, I liked reading Heartburn because, for example, there's, like, a line in there that I underlined because I was like, uh, this is from When Harry Met Sally. Mm-hmm. So you could see...
0: Where she's re- yes, using older yes, material. Yes, which
1: I love. Yeah. I feel like... Because
0: Heartburn's the older material. Yes. Yeah.
1: Like, I love that. It's like finding... I imagine it's like how superhero movie enthusiasts feel about <laughs> Easter eggs. Like, yeah, that, <laughs> that. that is what yeah. I love. Um, so... It's a great Nora Ephron book. You get her bite, mm-hmm. her wit, her snark. It's her only, I think, her only fiction. Um, but it is very much autobiographical fiction. She loosely based it on her own personal experience. Um, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: That sounds great. Yeah. Let's talk about Recursion, because this is the one that I really want to read.
1: Okay, I think you're really going to like it. Yeah. Um, I loved Dark Matter. Um, L- Olivia Light Recursion better. Okay. I liked Dark Matter better, but really, that's neither here nor there. Uh The point is, Blake Crouch has put out another great book that is entirely readable, compulsively readable for Uh the summer. This one focuses more on time travel, more or less. That's a weird Mm -hmm. phrase. But it is, um, it's kind of about this scientist and then this police detective who kind of meet each other and realize that time uh, I don't they're time lord like it's weird um and speaking my language you are gonna love it I loved it what I like about Blake Crouch is you don't have to get it Mm -hmm. meaning you don't have to understand the ins and outs of how time travel works Mm -hmm. or how physics works to enjoy his storytelling good
0: and a secret for all the listeners out there who are afraid of sci-fi you never have to get it. Right. You're not supposed to get it. You can just it. Time go travel's with it. not real. Just <laughs> go with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So there's something like false memory syndrome that comes up here where it kind of makes you, as a reader, question when you have deja vu. Is uh-huh. that because it's happened to you in another time? Anyway, it's kind of lovely how it yeah. makes you think. I very much got early edition vibes from this. Uh, early editions with Kyle Chandler. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I don't know why it's not streaming anywhere.
0: It really should be. It should
1: be. Yeah. Um, Anyway, loved this book. Thoroughly enjoyable. And Jordan just finished listening to Dark Matter. And now he's listening to Recursion. Cool. He loves it too. This is; These are great.
0: Recursion might be my listening book for the next uh, little
1: bit. Jordan thinks the audiobook is really good. Cool. Also, Easter egg thing. Um, I was reading and like Amor Toll's name came up. Uh-huh. And I was like uh hello that's a famous author and then i keep reading and i see another kind of name and i'm like what is happening anyway i read the acknowledgements because i love the acknowledgements and he these are authors he loves and so he just wanted to include them as character names yeah oh yeah which just fills me with so much joy
0: um back to harper lee uh furious hours you posted about this this morning
1: yes this was an audiobook that jordan and i listened to we started in may and Mm -hmm. we just finished we've been listening to it as we drive yeah um great audiobook Mm -hmm. though we did have to laugh at the her pronunciation of some Alabama words Mm. um, because Alabama words are not pronounced like you think they are. Georgia words also for that matter. Cairo is Cairo, et cetera. Um, And that's
0: that's an American problem.
1: (laughs) And it's fine. You just have to go with it. Um, I adored this book. Lucy read it and loved it, so I don't think it matters book or audiobook. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the choice is yours. We listened to it and loved it, I think, a lot because we are so familiar with the places Casey Sepp is writing about. Sure. Lake Martin is where Jordan's grandparents live. That's where this kind of true crime occurred. If you're unfamiliar, the first two-thirds of this book are about this true crime that took place around Lake Martin. Like, multiple... It was kind of a serial murderer situation. And... Um, Then the murderer is shot um, and killed. And so, anyway, really interesting, captivating, super weird Southern Gothic story that is true. Mm -hmm. Um, And Harper Lee took notice of the story and kind of investigated it in her post-Mockingbird life. Mm -hmm. But nothing came of her writings. Mm -hmm. And so the last third of the book is about Harper Lee, which I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about that because I feel like a lot of biographers have covered Harper Lee and and how much can you possibly rehash. But I actually think um, Casey Sepp does, does a really good job of investigating Harper Lee's writing life in particular and what she might have been feeling when she only published, when the only book she wound up publishing was To Kill a Mockingbird. Anyway, I thought it was outstanding. The last third of the book is what made me fall in love. Mm. The first two thirds were compelling and interesting. And, and that makes total sense to me. But that last third really like brought it home. Yeah. But even um, Jordan, because we were listening together, Jordan kept saying, this is so good. This mm. is so compelling. That's great. And we have really recommended it to a lot of people, because a lot of people we love live in and are from Alabama. This is a no-brainer. Like, if you are from that area, you should read this book. Um, really good. And really good summer book, because as we know, I don't like reading books about cold things in yeah. the summer. Yep, 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 This is about hot <laughs> Alabama. Hot. <Yes. laughs> so, so this is a good summer book.
0: Um which book was Such a Fun Age? I don't recall that one. Such
1: a Fun Age. Well, because I haven't... <laughs> I have not posted about these mm. to Instagram yet because I'm behind because of London. Sure. So, Such a Fun Age was my book I packed for London. Um, I packed a lot of books. And then my goal, I packed air seas. So, then my goal was to leave them where I found them. Oh, like, okay, To cool. leave them so that I could then buy books in London mm-hmm. and bring them home. So, Such a Fun Age was my airplane book um, or my airport book, the first day of travel. Started it. Uh, in the first airport in Tampa, finished it in Charlotte before I even before I even went to London. Great. It was awesome. I'm so sorry it doesn't come out until January. Oh. Everyone's so sad. Um, <laughs> but such a fun age is fiction. I believe it is a debut novel. Um she is writing about a woman who is a nanny and the opening scene of the book and interestingly there's a difference between nanny and babysitter so you kind of learn about that yeah um but basically the opening scene of this book is this young woman is um she's a black woman and she is kind of this child's babysitter the parents call her late at night 10 o'clock she goes she picks up the kid to babysit they go to this grocery store together and then security kind of stops her Mm. because she's kidnapped the Mm -hmm. child that's just the starting point of where this book goes. So, like, that's not a spoiler. That's, like, the opening chapter. So, because it starts with that kind of heft, you know that what's about to ensue is, like, Americana-level unpacking of racism and classism. It is fascinating. But what is equally, um, equally compelling about this book is that the story is propelling. So, it's not just that she's making really interesting... Statements mm-hmm. about race and class. It's also just a really good story. So I can't speak highly enough about this book. I cannot wait till it debuts in January. It is so good. That's
0: great. I'm so glad to hear that. So good. Um, how about The Body Lies?
1: The Body Lies was my second London book uh, because it was set in London. So mm-hmm. I wanted to read. I wanted to read a book set in London. So this was the book that I read during my trip. So like in my room each night, I would read this book. Um, she wrote, Joe Baker wrote Longborn, which I liked. I didn't love, but I liked it. Um, this is different from her because Longborn took place like in the Jane Austen era-ish. Okay. Um, I want to, I feel like Jane Austen. It was certainly felt more historical fiction. Um, the Body Lies is current and it is kind of this, um, this intense, um, leaves you kind of breathless thriller suspense. Okay. Uh, this woman kind of rents a house out in the English countryside while she is teaching in London. Um, she and her son live there alone. She's a creative writing professor. She's helping these students kind of grapple with their material. Then she encounters a piece of material that sounds like it's about her. And so mm. one of her students clearly has a mm. has a thing for her. And awful things ensue. Um, Been there. Yeah, it is intense. And unsettling
0: i don't think i could read that yeah
1: it's intense and unsettling that would
0: be legitimately triggered I uh, think.
1: um but it is but it is really good oh, the, that sounds, it's yeah. really good and i loved reading it because i could very much picture that's why i like reading books where yeah. i am because i could picture what right. was happening where it was happening
0: that's really great yeah um how about my oxford year
1: okay this was my audiobook on the plane to okay. london I picked this because Julia Whalen wrote this book, but she was the narrator. She narrated Educated. She's my favorite audiobook yeah. narrator. Um, and and it is you can only enjoy certain books like audio to me. Like, I am not an audiobook listener, so the narrator better be really mm-hmm. good. So, I thought this would be perfect because it's set in Oxford. I picked it for the narration. I'm going to be upfront. I picked this also because i thought an audiobook would help me sleep on the flight over so i slept six of the eight hours of my flight
0: good for you <laughs> like, no, I'm i gonna, have never slept I'm on like an a baby
1: i'm just like a child
0: i i can doze off but then i'm asleep for two minutes and i wake up and i never sleep again
1: no i slept for six hours not Ugh. you know not totally restful sleep but like oh, yeah. i slept um and it was funny. I would, but I had this book on the whole time. So when I woke back up, it really did feel like they were drinking in pubs every time I woke up. Uh-huh. Um, but I could rewind a few seconds and understand what was happening. That tells you enough. Uh-huh.
0: That tells me a lot. Yeah,
1: kind of what you need to know about my Oxford year. This is a great audiobook. This is not my favorite book I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making eyes at you like... <laughs> or
0: specifically not at me. Yeah,
1: yeah. This, is, uh, this book is fine. Um, I liked it because of the setting. Uh-huh. I liked it because I fell asleep to it, no problem. Uh-huh. Um, and that I could wake up. I would like to say, though, that at one point I did wake up I was listening to it. I was following the plot. It's about a young woman who goes to Oxford for a year, obviously, yeah. uh, and falls in love. Um, you feel like you're going to get rom-com vibes. Everybody warned me, and I knew this was true. It is like Me Before You vibes or uh, Fault in Our Stars uh, vibes. So like I knew, I knew that was coming. That's not why I didn't like this book. I didn't like this book because, you know, in The Office where Michael Scott um, does the does the toast at Phyllis's wedding. Yes. And he has like five different introductions. Mm-hmm. I thought this book was gonna end like five different times. Ah. So like I would look at my audiobook. So I would wake up, I would listen for a few minutes, and I'd be like, okay, yeah, I thought we were already here. And then I'd look and realize I had two hours left. And I was like, Two hours? Like <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> um, so I this book did for me what I needed it to do, mm-hmm. which is it set the tone for England like I was able to be transported to Oxford this book did a great job of that I enjoyed probably the first third of the book mm. like I thought this is this could be cute yeah and then
0: it was fine it
1: was fine uh other people might really like it I thought it was fine my Oxford year
0: your final one for the month of June is 84, 84 Charing Cross
1: <laughs> Yes, <That's so> good. <laughs> uh, this is the audiobook I listened to so I finished my Oxford year I listened to six hours of it or something uh-huh. i listened to most of it there. on the plane there finished it on the plane back i had two hours or an hour and a half left and then i listened to charing cross 84 charing cross which was recommended to me by my trip leader um tish oxen and then i feel like this is one of those books that everybody talks about but it has missed me i had truly never heard of this book um and that's my own fault because i do think people have talked about it but it audiobook book wise, it was a two hour book, so I oh okay right, little I listened to it my Miami to Tampa flight yeah um and then I finished it at home yesterday and wanted to weep um but it is letters this is and it's all true um so these are real letters that were exchanged between a New York writer um and a London bookseller okay and so it is their letters that take place from I want to say nineteen forty nine to. Nineteen sixty-nine or um, seventy. Mm-hmm. Delightful, charming, very British. Mm-hmm. Wonderful audiobook because the narration was so great. Sure, you had a New Yorker, and mm-hmm. then which was very Maisel, marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Sure, S. yeah. And then you had um, the London bookseller. Um, I can't believe nobody's turned this into a film uh, because their story is so lovely. These are two people who never met. They lived across continents from one another. Um, Seemed like true kindred spirits. Yeah. Like they really loved one another and understood one another. Um, I I loved this book. Like cannot get over my love for it. Obvi- and look, we have talked about, we talked about at Reader Retreat, books about bookstores, yeah. uh, about booksellers. You finally got a good one. Finally got a good one.
0: That's so good to hear. So
1: good. And a great way to like bookend my trip. Yeah. Like it was just, I'm so glad I listened to my Oxford year there. Mm-hmm experienced London and Oxford, and then listened to 84 Charing yeah. Cross on the way back. It was so good.
0: I do just want to put in a plug. Um, if you want to hear more about Annie's trip to the UK, um, we are going to have a special Patreon-exclusive yeah. um, chat
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, where you're just going to fill,
1: just fill me in Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Because I don't know
0: anything about it yet. We specifically we haven't specifically talked about specifically have not talked about this so that we could record it. Um, so that's going to be on Patreon for, I think, our all of our patrons to listen to. Um What did I read this month, you ask? Well, (laughs) I finally finished reading A Game of Thrones.
1: Oh, the whole thing?
0: Uh, the, first the first book. The first book, okay. Um, Because it's a long book. They're
1: very long.
0: It's a 700 page book.
1: You tackled that tome.
0: I tackled that tome and I, when I finished, was immediately ready to start the second one. I'm going to put it off because I have other things that I want to read. Yeah. Um, And I don't want to be. series are hard to me. I know. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to be tangled in that for another month. Yeah. Because it took me a month.
1: Right. Well, and I think it's going to take you a month it, it for will. each book. It will. It will. Yeah.
0: And like, I'm not even like that commitment. So here's what I'll say about it. It's a good book. Okay. I have seen the first season of Game of Thrones... Yes. Four or five times. Okay. And it's a very close adaptation. Okay. And so parts of it were often hard for me to get through... Okay. ...because there are certain characters that I don't care about. Uh Uh-huh. Like early Jon Snow. Love later Jon Snow. Early Jon Snow is really boring to me. Okay. So every Night's Watch chapter, every Castle Black chapter, I was just like... Uh, but i have to read because there are differences okay and i don't want to go into the second book only knowing what i know from the show because it's different yeah you know um and so some of those were a real struggle okay other chapters were so different that i was like "Ooh, cool this is great like i'm i'm really enjoying this new thing i think the writing style is actually very good um a lot of people i've read like think it's like too slow and too purple and like has too many like historical background and details and stuff like i live for that okay i thought it was great that
1: makes Um, sense given who you are
0: the way that it describes um some sex scenes i thought was horrifying okay (laughs) on occasion (laughs) yeah um less said about that the better but the rest rest (laughs) of the book i enjoyed um and then i'm about halfway through family of origin by cj hauser I adore it, as I knew that I would. It's so good. It's so good. It feels like reading Salinger.
1: It's so good. It
0: feels like I'm reading Freddie and Zoe. Yeah. Um, They have such such an interaction. Yes. Um, So we'll talk about that in a couple weeks um, when we're going to have CJ as a guest on the show. Yes. So we'll talk about Family of Origin in depth. I know this is one of your favorites of the year so far. Yes. Um, It's my first new book of the year, but... It's super good.
1: It's super good. Um, so I'm really
0: excited to put this in a lot of people's hands yeah. and expose them to it. Yeah. But it's, it's super, super, super good. Yay. Um, that's all I have to say.
1: Same. We did it.
0: Cool. We did it. Coming up thin, are oh, we? Cast lots with all the devils of sin. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God.
1: From the Front Porch is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on today's episode, you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop.
0: Thank you, as always, to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel from their album Forlorn Strangers. Learn more at forlornstrangers.com or find them under their current moniker, The Rally Club. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch on Patreon and get access to exclusive bonus content like What Annie Did in London, you can check us out on patreon.com slash from the front porch. You can also find us at our website, from fromthefrontporchpodcast.com, for web-only content and a full back catalog of our show, with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, we were not here, Mm-mm. but I'm sure something funny happened.
1: Yeah, I was not here, but I do think it's funny. We do a community-wide Waldo hunt yeah. in July, and we
0: I'm very familiar yes
1: you're very familiar and um Elin and Olivia took Waldos around to each business and we think it's funny because one of the local businesses can't find their Waldo good uh and we just we find that <laughs> ironic that they can't find their Waldo
0: that's true yeah I really like that yeah well thank you so much for listening we'll see you next week